Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today I want to talk about something that's rare and complicated, but it does happen. And that is when you've treated your cat for fear and anxiety, but the issue returns. It's called the four R's. But before we jump into that, I want to welcome my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, everybody. Hello to all you people in the great big cat world. (laughs) Okay, so don't you want to do a bonding tip of the week? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We need to do a bonding tip of the week. Our bonding tips of the week are sponsored by Vitacraft. They're the makers of the yummiest cat treats out there, in my opinion. And they know a thing or two about increasing the bonding that happens between you and your cat by making such great products. So this bonding tip of the week is called the five second rule. And no, I don't mean when you drop food on the floor, it's safe to eat after five seconds. Any treats dropped on the floor don't last that long around your cats probably anyway. (laughs) Nor do I mean the game where you have to answer questions in five seconds. Nor do I mean that book about when you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. That's a really good one, but it doesn't really apply to cats. Cats typically don't like as much touching as we put upon them. So in this context, it's the five second petting rule. All right. A lot of aggression I see in cats is because owners don't pay attention to the cat's stop signals, which can be really subtle in cats. It can be as simple as the cat looking at your hand or their ears will go back slightly or their eyes will start to dilate. So to make sure your cat's comfortable with your touch, keep it short and then let your cat have a chance to pet themselves. So pet a cat for a count of five seconds like this. One, two, three, four, five, about that long. And then stop and then put your hand back up against the cat's face or near the cat's face and let them rub against it if they want more. And if not, don't continue. It's one of the tricks to getting more affection from your cat actually. You'd think if you pet it more, it would get used to it. But if the cat's uncomfortable, that's really flooding it with an unpleasant experience, which erodes your relationship. Cats like to be in control. So by doing the five-second petting, then stopping and letting them choose to continue puts the power in their hands or their paws, I should say. And we all know the cat is king, right? Cats king, right, Dewey? <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, one, two, three, four. Oh, wait a minute. What about the four R's? <laughs> That's true. We got a lot of numbers today. <laughs> Five second rule, the four R's. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Right. All right. The four R's are relapse, recovery, renewal, and reacquisition. 
That sounds way over my head. It sounds like a lot of errs. I should call it the errs. Errs, matey. What happens? So uh, what are we really talking about here? <laughs> so we're talking about how behavior problems related to fear and anxiety, you know, they might be eliminated many behavior problems in cats are, are actually rooted in fear and anxiety, right? And, you know, like, like, a, like, let's say trauma with humans as an example, right? The cat has an experience, a very traumatic experience, and it makes them afraid of people in general. So, you know, that's what I mean, fear and anxiety. So, and about how to keep those problems gone, eliminated. Wow. So why does fear and anxiety relapse? Well, it's, ex you know, exposure based behavior modification techniques. We call it BMOD, BMOD techniques like desensitization. They don't really erase the fear memories. You know, when a conditioned fear response seems to have disappeared, it can actually suddenly reappear. And that relapse happens you know, maybe because too much time has gone by or it occurs in a new or novel context of the fear stimulus, or maybe after another aversive or a new event. Okay. So what would exposure-based behavior modification techniques really look like? Well, usually we will have tried a systematic desensitization or gradual desensitization, as I usually call it. And that's where we expose the cat to the fear stimulus, but in small amounts paired with something really great, like, like the lick and lap treat that I use in shelters all of it, all the time. Desensitization is really effective at reducing fear and anxiety, but relapse is common, which is why I wanted to do this episode on it. You know, it's kind of like a what now approach. One reason is that process doesn't erase fear memories. So when the fear response seems to have disappeared, it can actually abruptly reappear. So where does all of this start? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good thing. Let's start at the start, right? <laughs> Usually the fear is learned through an experience that, you know, something that created an unpleasant association between something. It could be a thing like a cat carrier association with a vet visit. You know, that's probably the most common that people experience. Um Oh, you know, or, or people, bad experience to people due to an abusive or a neglectful experience, anything that might have resulted in pain, discomfort, or stress. And often that particular incident that created the fear stimulus is unknown, but even one painful or stressful experience can result in fear conditioning in a cat. You know, this is really important. So what are some of the things that cause this behavior to reoccur? Well, relapse can occur through one or a combination of things, such as just the passage of time, or like I said, you know, new context, maybe it comes up again in a different place or somehow different, or after some aversive event, or, you know, when the cat has an experience linking that fear trigger with the stress response again. 
So, okay, where did the four R's come, come in and where did that, where does that happen? <laughs> I thought you were going to start whinnying there. R's. <laughs> the, the, the four R's. <laughs> so, um, well, what I just explained are actually the four R's. Passage of time is recovery. Novel context is renewal. And an aversive event is reinstatement. And the pairing of the trigger with the response is reacquisition or relearning. Sometimes we call it relearning too. Okay. So explain each of these R's to us. Okay. Let's start with recovery, which happens with the simple passing of time, I think you said. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that means if you fix the behavior, then within, say, six months of time later, it might appear again. Is that right? Well, with recovery, often we stop that desensitization process or those behavior modification sessions as soon as the fear response disappears, right? And then, so like your example, let's say six months later or whatever time period, when that fear stimulus is reintroduced, you know, long time goes by and then it happens again, that cat becomes anxious or fearful all over again, even though nothing scary happened during that six month break period. You know, for example, a cat with a fear of a vet visit that's had a successful desensitization for carrier loading and car rides and exam handling, you know, after a long break, the fear returns, right? His old memories of the fear are very strong. Okay. So explain to us then what renewal is. So renewal is when the fear subsides in one context, but reappears in a different context. It's kind of like playing whack-a-mole, you know, pops up here, pops up there uh, in different places. A cat might be desensitized to loading up into a particular carrier, but when a new carrier is purchased, that cat's anxiety or avoidance reappears again. Okay, that's starting to make some sense to me, but not really. So (laughs) let's go into the next one. What about reinstatement? That's an R. Yeah, reinstatement refers to a relapse that happens when the cat experiences discomfort or stress in the same context in which the fear was originally learned. So for instance, you know, maybe we had a dental exam handling, the fear was fixed through that desensitization process, but the fear returns a few months later when that vet is examining another part of the body. So let's say their tail injury or something like that. You know, the mouth handling fear returns, even though the pain is in a different part of the body. Reinstatement tends to be very context specific. It's the link between the same vet and the same location with any pain that may have led to reinstatement of the mouth handling phobia. Make sense? Uh, I think so, but maybe not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure I'll get it. I might have to go back and re-listen to this podcast, but. Oh yeah, like you do that. <laughs> I do that often. You always point me to there. I have a question. You say, go to the podcast. (laughs) So, okay, let's go on and say, how can relapse of fear and anxiety be prevented then? If that's 
yeah. situation. A good question. And and that is that is the, the crux of this podcast. So some of the ways that you can prevent the fear and anxiety coming back is operant conditioning. Clicker training is more effective at, at minimizing anxiety and reducing the risk of relapse. So explain what that, what you mean by that. Explain that. Well, instead of that systematic desensitization, which really is intrusive because we're having to expose the cat to that fear stimulus in small increments, you know, and then we increase that fear stimulus, you know, little bits at a time, like a dial, like turning up the sound, you know, like it, the cat's afraid of the vacuum cleaner. So you turn the vacuum on in the other room and then you, you reward the cat. And then, you know, that sound of the vacuum gets closer and you keep rewarding the cat till the cat's no longer paying attention to the vacuum cleaner. And then it gets a little louder and a little louder until the cat doesn't pay attention to the vacuum cleaner. That's really systematic desensitization. And that's commonly what's done to get rid of fear and anxiety responses. But if you use clicker training to reward the response you'd rather see, or like, you know, clicker for the cat getting near the carrier, then into the carrier. And the difference is that the cat does the behavior on its own, right? Rather than being forced to endure the fear trigger. Again, we're transferring that sense of ownership and control to the cat rather than subjecting them to something that's really kind of invasive. Okay. So what are some other things you can do to prevent fear and anxiety from returning? Well, you can expose the cat to a lot of desensitization sessions that continue after the fear response disappears. Remember we talked about how you, you, you do it successfully. And then of course, when the problem behavior goes away, then you tend to stop you know, you, you stop the sessions, of course, because that B-Mod's over, we fixed it. But then after time goes by, it comes back. So one of the things you can do is you can keep doing it longer, much longer, maybe even periodically, you know, almost forever. So is there anything else we can do in what you're calling the B-Mod work <laughs> to keep these four R's from happening? Yeah, you can you know, you can conduct that desensitization training in different locations and different contexts, you know, different situations so that it doesn't reoccur in different places. You can train in cycles, what we call cycles of desensitization and then rest, right? So you desensitize pretty intensely for a month. And then maybe you take a couple weeks off and then you do another month. And so in, in cycles like that, the best thing to do is to combine that desensitization with the counter conditioning, which is a technique used to create a new association between the fear stimulus and a pleasant experience such as food or treat again, you know, the lick and lap treats are what we use to do that in the shelter all the time, or affection, if your cat ha happens to like affection, which basically means we're pairing that scary trigger and experience with something really great, you know, like, like the vet visits or like the carrier. Again, they come close to the carrier, you give them a treat in the carrier, give them a treat, give them treats in the carrier, 
then that carrier has a pleasant um, association rather than a fear association. Well, and I understand Vitacraft, which is a food manufacturer for pets. Uh, is, treat manufacturer. Oh, they're treat manufacturer. Treat manufacturer. Oh, okay, they do treats only. Okay, well, that's some. Um, Actually, they do food for small animals, birds and small animals, but for cats um, and dogs, they're a, a treat manufacturer currently. Doesn't mean they won't ever get into the food business. Who knows? Yeah, so the people that are listening should go out there and try to look up Vitacraft and get more information on them. But I understand that they make a surprise and Lick and Lab mm-hmm. and are offering 20% off coupon on the surprise product for the month of March. Mm-hmm. So tell us how they can access that because you're talking, you talk about Licking Lab a lot and that might be a place for people to go. Yeah. It's um, the, the March coupon is just on that surprise product and it's on Amazon. And of course, you know, you can go to Amazon and put in surprise, but then a lot of different resellers are going to come up. So the easiest thing to do is to go to our website at catbehaviorsolutions.org forward slash bonding. And we post video versions of the bonding tip of the week. And there are direct links to Amazon and the products that are on because 20% off is a, is a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I tell you that looking at stuff is just a great product that I see you use all the time. Mm-hmm both successfully in when you're doing your consulting work and also when you're at the shelters and you're trying to desensitize some of the kitties, that seems to be a good product to use. And so I think it's a great thing for people to go out and find. What a great show again, as always, Molly, you're super, super knowledgeable about these things uh, and so glad you are and you do the podcast instead of me because I would not be doing very well at it. But those people that are out there listening, I'd like to invite our listeners to send um, send us a podcast topic ideas. That yeah. always helps because um, there are times when uh, Molly really kind of runs out of a few ideas. But Every somebody, week. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the people will send her an email and that it helps trigger a, a new podcast for us. So. And if you leave it to me to figure out what the topics are going to be, it's going to be things like the four R's. Right? R's, <laughs> yeah. So this is our 159th episode and we're running out of novel ideas. So right. it's always good to have new fresh ideas so send us yours and we'd love to tackle it and uh, she will definitely do the research behind it i also want to invite you to help support the work that she does Uh, she provides this podcast and other resources for free molly works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents she does anything she can do to keep cats out of shelters and that's really the ultimate goal all the way around so if you also care about cats, consider sending us a gratuity donation. It's super easy. Just go to the store, catbehaviorsolutions.com, scroll down past the products to the bottom. There you will find donation amounts. You can add that to your cart and just check out. There you go. Well, don't check out. Wait and go ahead and pick up some toys for your cat while you're there got great wand toys and food puzzles and catnip bags that are just stuffed absolutely to the brim with catnip and they're really rugged fabric love those catnip bags pick up some catnip bags for your cat he will thank you for it 
free shipping for orders over $49. So, you know, let's say you order $30 of cat products, throw in another $20 donation to us, and then you'll get free shipping. Also go out there and find us on social media. We're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, this is an all volunteer based podcast. It's an all volunteer based everything in cat behavior solutions. And we're here to help you take better care of your cat and increase the bond between the two of you or the eight of you or however many cats you have. (laughs) And we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter shelter euthanasia euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats. Until next time, everybody. Keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 